0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us.
1: This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory.
2: Messages of hope. Messages
3: of hope. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. Uh, This is Suzanne, and you may not recognize my voice. It's about an octave lower this week, thanks to a little visitor in my body. Those of you who know me know that I never take possession of any visiting illness, and so most people might say I have a fill-in-the-blank, and I won't go there. And it was pretty funny because uh, I think it was two days ago, my husband Ty said to me, for somebody who doesn't have a you-know-what, you, know what, you sure, sure are sneezing and coughing a lot. <laughs> but this, uh, this show is going on one way or the other, and I'm just filled with energy, excited to share with you a reading that I did this morning. Uh, we're going to take callers later in the show, but I just wanted to, to give you a little bit of the evidence that comes through from the other side, how I know that the answers I'm going to give to you today come from higher consciousness The guidance, the insights come from connecting daily across the veil. And this morning I was scheduled to do a reading for a mom. I knew that she had a son on the other side because that's what she put in her request for a reading. And I checked with my guides first thing this morning. I said, is it okay for me to do a reading when I have this little Visiting Respiratory Challenge, <laughs> and uh, because I usually teach uh, in my classes on mediumship. You really need to be on top of your game physically, spiritually, emotionally. And my guides, oh, they gave me the big lip twitch. That's my go-ahead thumbs-up sign. I don't control it. The lip just twitched, and I felt my guide Boris say, your body may be out of whack, but you're, you're going to do this one, and it's going to go really well. And in fact, as I was meditating, I felt a little boy step into my presence. And I have to tell you that most of the times when I have a parent who has a child across the veil, I would say ninety percent of the readings that I do with children who have children who have crossed are in their late teens to late twenties. And so it was unusual for me to feel a little boy, and unusual for me to feel anybody before I actually tune in in the reading and he showed me um himself swimming and enjoying swimming and I said just hang on till we start the reading so the reading was early this morning and her uh his mom gave me permission to share just a couple details that just had me clapping and saying yay because I knew that we had Another few lives changed with the evidence and the awareness now that this family's child is still with them. Indeed, he was a little boy and he came in, he was bouncing so much he had me bouncing in my chair. We just merged consciousness and I was able to describe his essence to his mom and she was crying and I was clapping because... I'll share with you the biggest wow of the morning. He told me how he passed. He showed me symptoms. His mom was able to validate all of those. I was able to validate for mom that he is just fine and still very much around her. And the big the big wow for me was when I said to her, well, you know, this is really unusual, but I'm hearing Elton John's Rocket Man playing in my ears, and your son is saying, I'm the Rocket Man. And his mom says, That was his favorite song. Oh, I hope that a bunch of you got goosebumps listening to that because that's one of those those moments that his mom will never forget and she'll share with other people because it's one of those things that I, as the medium, could never have known that. And the way it came through. It's not just reading mom's mind that was two-way communication from a little boy who crossed the veil but is still right here so for anybody listening who has a loved one who has passed i hope this just opens your heart up because that's what this work is all about to show you that love never dies only the physical body dies so i just want to share with you a couple more things before we take callers We have some people waiting on the line, and I will be taking calls from anybody with a question that benefits everybody listening. I'm not actually doing readings online on the air. The number to call in is 816-251-3555. And like every first Thursday of the month when I take callers, I'm going to write down your name if I take your call. And then at the end, I will draw from the names that I wrote down, and one of you callers will win one of my online courses for free. So I have three online courses, Let Your Spirit Soar, Your Emerging Soul, and my Making the Connection course. So I hope that's some incentive to call in. So I'm excited. I have completely finished my new book. It's called Droplets of God, and it's the story of Mavis Patilla, my mentor in mediumship. She's been a practicing medium in England and around the world for over 50 years. I got the galley proofs back this week, and it's beautiful. It looks like a real book now instead of something that came off my keyboard. So it won't be too long until I'll be announcing on the show that it's available. I just want to get you uh, excited with me because it's like I'm having labor pains here. Uh, I wanted to tell you about next week's show is with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. I was just a guest on her show and it just aired today. So you can catch that on her website or through my Facebook page. And it's really funny because Jamie Turndorf is a relationship expert, but also a medium in her own right and connects very clearly with her husband who has passed and her nickname is Dr. Love. So how appropriate is it Is it that Dr. Love is joining us on Valentine's Day, next Thursday's show, February 14th? I also want to thank all of you who gave such great feedback for my guest last week, Dr. Gary Schwartz, talking to us about his progress with the new technology to communicate across the veil with those who have passed the soul phone. Yes, indeed. How many people decades ago thought we would have a little pocket phone without wires that we could just you know carry around anywhere and now be talking with video to anybody anywhere in the world the cell phone well if you think it's crazy to think of having a soul phone to talk across the veil not so crazy as you not as crazy as you would
4: think so sure sure first of all i'm sorry you're not feeling too well i hope you feel better oh
3: i feel fine (laughs) thank you
4: and congratulations on the new book that is fantastic yeah (laughs) okay um i okay Questions, but the first one I think is really more important because I was actually listening to a replay of um, you know the first Thursdays that you have, yes. question and answer, and my nine-year-old was in the um, car with me. We were listening to an old, you know, to an old. Um, I think it was last month. So she found it very interesting, and she said, Mommy, can you call in? I said, no, honey. I said, this is an old one. She said, well, can you call next time? <laughs> I said, sure. you want me to ask a question? She said, yes. So she Good. gave me a question to ask you. I have one of my own, but I think it's important first if, if I can ask her. Oh, I think okay? that's great, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so her question was, do you know if angels are like, dark colors? Like, for example, are they attracted to brown, black, colors like that? (laughs) Oh, oh, I love that. As you asked that question, my
3: lip twitched and it just took my breath away. So this answer is definitely going to be coming from the angelic realm. Let me see what they have to say. Okay. They're saying that all colors, they appear to us as colors, but they say that to the angels, colors are like music. And each color has its own note. How interesting. And so we're familiar with the colors in the rainbow, and we could see that like a scale of notes. And that they're saying that browns and blacks and grays all have their place in the tapestry of life. I love this. And so... Just like people are drawn to different colors or different types of music, angels embrace all vibrations because they are at the highest vibration. And there's understanding that not all colors fit all people, but angels are certainly, let me see, they say, we represent the realm of pure love and love means no separation. So all colors are equally loved. Ha! Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank that's you. That's so cool. That. Yay! <laughs> I I love that because it's it's a a new question for me, Tricia, and it's something that I've never even thought to ask. So it's fun to ask Sanaya, my guides, and get an answer that I never would have come up with. So please thank your daughter for that great question.
4: Oh, absolutely! It was divine. We are a household that loves angels, and we always talk about them and. Um, you know, we all know that we all have our angels. And she said, well, and you don't really mention angels too much. Well, I don't hear. You're right.
3: You're right. I, I, I don't go there her? often because I'm so evidence-based. That's my Navy commander background. You know, it's like, give me something I can prove. And But I certainly have learned from firsthand experience that angels are very real. And they, I probably should. Interact more often with them instead of our loved ones who have passed, and maybe I will now. So thank your daughter for that.
4: Oh, thank you. And you know, you actually answered my second question. I was going to ask you if you feel them around you, because we do, and I was just wondering if you do. So you did answer that. Thank you.
3: Absolutely. I'll just want to assure everybody listening um, that. Yes they are around us they they're here to help us they love us so much and it's their number one message for us that we are so loved and we can't be disconnected from the source of love and therefore why would the angels not be around us oh i just was shown today by this woman i did the reading for trisha uh her husband what was it that he touched it was a it was some kind of a sea creature in the aquarium that they own when they, when you touch it it kind of morphs and changes shapes and he touched it and it turned into this incredible angel she sent me a photo and and I see a lot of things that people send me by email and some of yes. them are nice and but this was a wow this is an wow. absolute angel what a sign from across the veil that that how loved we are. So
5: it is thank beautiful. You, yeah.
3: And
4: you know, and thank you. And you know, this Suzanne, as you said that I felt it on my right side, on my head, I felt my angel kisses.
3: So thank you. <laughs> oh, well, listen, you just gave the listeners who aren't familiar with how this works. A beautiful lesson that listen yeah. to Trisha guys, because she has a, a sign, a replica, so, replica I can't talk today because of this. It's okay. Thing I know I'm dealing with, <laughs> but, um, uh, just like I get my lip twitch, you get a, a physical sensation on your right side. Angel kisses. I love that. On my so head, we- yes, right on my yeah. head. <laughs> Yeah, so any of you listening who don't have a sign, what you do is you sit silently, you open your heart and know that through your heart, that's how we connect with higher consciousness. And you say to my guides and or angels, I would like a sign that I can get every time that you want to let me know I'm near. And you just wait and see if something changes, a tingling feeling or tickling in your hair or twitch or something, and they will provide
4: you are so right. You enjoy the rest of your day. And thank, thank you for you. all
3: that you do. All right. Now, you listen to the end because I've entered your name in the drawing for the course. So I hope we'll I you. win. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you. Tricia. Bye-bye. All right. So we have another call. Oh, Jeff, I'm going to let you bring the callers in because I don't know what happened last time. Would you just bring, I see two without names, and then I see Terry. that Just lighted up. Terry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Excellent. Yes, and I'm going to write your name on a little piece of paper before I forget to enter you in the drawing. (laughs) Welcome to the show. This is so much
4: fun. Yes, it is. I I feel like a kid. I
3: don't know why I'm giddy
4: today, but I am. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I hope you feel better, too. My question is, is there... a sometimes a period of time from the time someone passes until the time they're ready to come forth, either to just anybody or to you for a reading. Do you ever, does it ever happen that you can't connect because someone has just passed and sometimes it takes a while for them to be ready to come through? Oh yes. That's an excellent question, Terry.
3: And the answer is absolutely yes. And it depends on a couple of factors. So, from my experience and my what I've been told by my guides, if someone knew they were going to pass for a while, for example, perhaps they had dementia or they were ill for a long time and they were kind of preparing, then when they cross, quite often they adjust very quickly because they were expecting some kind of transition unless they had no belief in a greater reality. And then they might have to adjust and say, wow, I was wrong. Then the other, let's see, the other example of when people could communicate right away is like my friend, Brenda Bowman Baker, who I've talked about a lot on this show. She just said, mm-hmm. I just blinked and I'm right here. And she was communicating immediately within hours of crossing because she had had a full spiritual awakening before she crossed she knew that we are all souls here and now even though we're also human and so when she crossed she shed her physical body and just as who who take care of business and work out the blocks here uh, she was fully able to communicate and then the opposite of that would be for example my my own dear mother, who passed in August, my friend Brenda has taken me to visit my mother. She took me just after she passed. But here it is almost six months, and I haven't felt my mom at all. And I'm totally okay with that because I know that she's fine. But I also know my mom just could not wrap her arms around the fact that she was going to still exist after she passed. So they're, they're their time frames on the other side are different than ours here. So we can't really say, Well, it's six months, shouldn't she know by now? <laughs> you know. There is right, no time right. really as we know it. So Right. I hope that answers so, your question.
4: Yes. Yes, it does. So it might be a benefit to uh, Get your loved ones like a spouse on the same page. If anything ever happened, you could communicate sooner than later.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. And have those frank discussions. Talk about the right.
4: afterlife. My
3: dad and I talked, and he didn't believe in anything. He said the big black curtain comes down, and that's it. And uh, right. I said, well, Dad, we'll talk when you get over there. <laughs> We're exactly. have a discussion. And, I've, and I have talked with him, and he's like many that when I do readings, I see – often what comes through to me in readings is like charades and if i see hands held up to the eyes and burst open like that that means my eyes have been open i was
4: wrong there <laughs> really is
3: an afterlife <laughs> and it it is always accurate when i see that and i'll say to my my client, you know, your your dad or your mom or your sister is showing me their eyes have been opened. They had no idea there was an afterlife and they say that's absolutely right and and generally they're very surprised and pleased those on the other side to find out there's right. more. But uh, let me add one more thing to this discussion that I like as a medium to wait three months before we even try with anybody because also another important person in the reading is the sitter, the client, the person who wants to talk to their loved ones who have passed. And if their grief is very heavy, that is um, something that the medium and the spirit have to work to overcome because all three contribute to reading, the sitter, the medium, and the person coming through. So there's always a good reason to wait a little bit, but sometimes there's immediate communication.
4: Very interesting. Okay, great. Thank
3: you so much. I'm so happy I got through. Yeah, I'm happy too. Thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. And let's see, I did have three people that sent in questions in advance. I'm going to answer one of them now, and then we'll take another caller before the break. One caller said, in reference to the fascinating radio show you did last week with Dr. Gary Schwartz about the soul phone, why are the spirits who come through on the team in spirit, famous people. There must be millions of unknown people who have lived on Earth who were gifted, soulful, awake, and scientific, etc. I was just curious about that. That's a great question because if you all go back in the archives and listen to last week's show, which I really encourage you to do, you'll hear that there are certain famous scientists like Albert Einstein, David Bohm, Nikola Tesla, the inventor, who are working with Dr and his team to develop this technology so we can communicate. And I asked this question, and I'm going to tune in even more now. And the answer is, number one, we need to build awareness that this technology is possible. And if we just claim to be speaking with people whose names we didn't recognize, it would not gain as much awareness. And also because these souls have, a, I'm speaking slowly because I'm trying to tune in and get the answer as I speak. They have a higher vibration already from having worked with so many people across different fields. Uh, they were chosen for this work. It's why they were famous to begin with when they were here. Because their work is so far reaching. So a multi-pronged answer, but it certainly got my attention when I was working with Dr. Schwartz and tuned into some of these people who I'd only read about in books. But, oh, I'm being told right now that there are other scientists in the background who are helping as well. So good deeds on Earth, (laughs) those scientists continue their good deeds across the veil
2: pretty cool.
3: All right, Jeff, would you bring in the next caller, please? Jeff's our engineer in the studio. We have Lisa on the line. Welcome to the Sam? show. Hi, thank you. Um, I was wondering, can you hear me? I can, and I just wrote your name down for, to enter you in the drawing. <laughs> uh, thank you. Hey. Okay. Um, I was wondering, are there generational curses okay my human side just answered that one immediately but i want to tune in and get the answer oh big lip twitch with that one it's too bad there's no video where you guys would see that just happen the guy i'm getting a big ixnay here on curses curses come from human fears and just like superstitions again i'm speaking slowly because i'm tuning into my guides to get this direct from the higher source okay superstitions are fears and stories that are passed down and who doesn't love a good story so curses are some of the best stories ever and you have your self-fulfilling prophecies where if someone tells you that there's a curse on you then you will indeed attract to you what you would know as bad luck but if you truly know that you are the light and only goodness is your nature, then you would tell those who told you there was a curse that was passed down that they were mistaken and that they're what they're listening to and believing is simply a belief system. And here's Suzanne jumping in here to say the acronym for belief system is BS. So we can just say that curses may appear to be real and there may be some people who walk around with little black clouds over their head. But again, it's that law of attraction saying, well, somebody told me this, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to make it my reality. And the quickest, easiest, and most effective way to clear a curse, I'm being told right now, is to simply affirm, I am the light. My source is pure goodness, which is totally in line with unity belief systems. And I draw to myself only goodness. How that feel, Lisa?
4: That sounds awesome, but it's not that anybody ever told me that there was generational curses. I just, I just wondered because of so much alcoholism going back in my family. Mm. I just, I, I just don't understand it. Well,
3: well, I would call alcoholism a disease and not a curse. Yeah, mm. Mm. that I'm hearing genetics, genetics being coming from the guides right now, and that you're being encouraged to see all challenges as opportunities and not to be held prisoner by genetics because many things are nurture what is it nature and nurture and that one's personal vibration which can be raised by focusing on the light that we are is one of the easiest ways to rise above ah physical challenges they're telling me right now just like i did the reading this morning with this respiratory challenge uh we can rise above our challenges when we overcome it through spiritual and emotional vibration okay
5: okay well thank you you.
3: we're going to a break and we'll find out on the break if you have more terry so we'll talk to everybody when you come back call in with your questions talk to you soon
0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
1: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's
3: a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991.
2: I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said i am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because i have not yet demonstrated it in my own life and i don't think i should teach what i have not demonstrated and i wrote her back and said honey you've got it all backwards you need to teach what you want to learn you teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking.
1: To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and the team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting life-changing events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself in 2019. Tickets are available now for the International Women's Summit March 7th to 10th in Phoenix, Arizona, featuring some of the most inspirational speakers in the realm of mind, body, and spirit. Do something for yourself this year. Go to CelebrateYourLife.com and reserve your space today.
0: If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. The world is full of people with amazing stories. I'm Diane Ray and make plans to join me every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central for my radio show, Be Present. Each week, I invite you to join in the conversation as I talk to guests about health and wellness, spirituality, metaphysics, philosophy, and a lot more. I want to share information that you can apply to your life today. Listen live or download the show later on demand. I hope you can tune in here on unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's the first Thursday of the month. And so it's Ask Suzanne and Sanaya Day. And I do not normally sound this way. There's just uh, some crud going through me and we're just working it through. So we're having a fun show in spite of it and in spite of some technological challenges. Today is uh, call in to 816-251-3555. We've had several callers already and all of you are vying for one of my online courses as a gift for calling in today. I'll do that drawing at the end. I wanted to let you know that There's so much information on my website, SuzanneGiesemann.com. You can also get to the same website by going to TheAwakenedWay.org. The Awakened Way is what I encourage everybody to learn about because it's a way of living consciously in awareness of who we are as souls and human beings at the same time. And, oh, what a difference it makes to know that we're not alone, that we're so incredibly loved, because love is our source. And when we come and shine our light on the world, then things just flow. It doesn't mean life is always rosy. doesn't mean we don't get sick or have to put up with challenges. But it gives us so many tools to work with. For example, tuning into higher guidance like I'm doing today to get some answers for you. So, we have another caller on the line. Erin, thanks for your patience and waiting, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What is your
4: question today? Um, well, I had a question about um, uh, writing a book. Uh, you know, how did you get started writing your books? And do you have any suggestions for someone who? Maybe be interested in writing their experiences. Um, I started having experiences uh, within a couple of days after uh, my son crossed over, and uh, they've been wild and crazy and and wonderful um, and you know very comforting, um, yes. but they're always when I don't expect it. so um, you know that adds adds a little bit of uh, kind of a, a bump to that. Um, yeah. so do you have any suggestions?
3: I do. And, you know, you just gave me an idea. I could spend an entire show talking about that and I may just do that. All right. I'm going to write that down. Uh, Book publishing and book writing has changed so much since I had my first book published by McGraw-Hill back in 1997. I have just finishing my 13th book now and what a difference. So Right now, there are just as a plethora of books of the kind you're talking about, and I think it's fantastic. People who have loved ones who have crossed who just have to share the magical signs, the awe and wonder that comes when we realize they're still right here. And it's so wonderful for those who aren't writers to have this kind of material accessible now. So the first and most key guidance I would give you, Erin, is to study the craft of writing and to make sure you get an editor, even if you're the best writer in the world. And when I say craft, there is a rhythm to books there. You really need to have a plot line and a thread that runs through it. And so study up on how to write a full-length book before you go into it. And because so many people can self-publish today, the minute you pick up a book that has not been edited, it really jumps out at you. So in order to not have one of those books be sure to get it edited when it's finished that's the best advice otherwise we could fill the rest of the show and i don't want to do that so i will do a whole show dedicated to that sometime down the line okay wonderful thank you all right and thank you for sharing and i let me see hang on a sec ah one final bit the guides say to make sure you know that you don't have to write it alone that you said it's a son who crossed? Yes. Yes, that he will absolutely help you, but so will your guides. If you're meant to write, you know it because you can't not do it. So as you sit down each time, open up your heart and say, let's do this together, and you'll find that the words will just flow.
4: Okay, great. Thank you very
2: much.
3: You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Stick around right. to the end so we we'll do the drawing. All right. Okay. We'll okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. All right, everybody. It is first Thursday. Suzanne and Sanaya. Sanaya are my guides. They give me messages every morning. In fact, I just saw the other day that we have about three thousand three hundred of these daily messages at dailyway.org. You can also get it through my website, theawakenedway.org. You can sign up to get those messages. But today we're talking to my team live. If you have a question that I can't answer, we'll go to them. So, Jeff, would you bring in the next caller, please? It looks like it's going to be Sandra. Hey, you've been on the show before, Sandy. How are you?
2: (laughs) Good, but I, I think I'm better than you right now. <laughs> and your voice is deep you, you to begin with. I think I got you my, matched my, today. my voice is deep to begin with. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think this. I think my kind of. It's, it's a personal question, but I believe it might be generic. Um, okay. I wonder if other people or if you, if you had like a breakthrough experience. I was at the Monroe Institute and had what I would consider a breakthrough experience during their gateway voyage program. And Uh it was just a phenomenal experience. And I can't repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Try as hard as I, and maybe that's, The answer. So I wonder, has that kind of thing ever happened to you, or your other people that you work with? Oh yes. Oh yes. And that's why they're called
3: breakthroughs because they stand out so much. And just for those of you who might be new to this spiritual journey, you might not know what she's talking about. But it's when you absolutely cannot deny there is a greater reality, and you connected with it. You experience something, perhaps a combination of physical, spiritual, emotional energetically that you have never before oh, yeah. in your physical <laughs> life experienced and it just leaves you reeling, right Sandy?
2: Yes. Yes. And, and, and so I, but I can't and I I want to tell you I I use your meditation. <laughs> I use the Monroe institution's meditations. I use Suzanne Wilson's but I cannot I can't do it again. Well, this
3: is the and challenge, and right now, I can see your guides literally wagging their finger at you. That is not the goal of life it it 's like you it 's like taking a drug and now you want to get high every day and i can 't blame you because that 's what it 's like i mean i 've never used drugs, but it 's a high no. and and it's yeah. and it 's fantastic and it 's why we know that the greater reality is so awesome because of the overwhelming love that we experience when we have these STEs. They're called spiritually transformative experiences. But the problem is then people get in this habit of going into meditation and thinking it should be bells and whistles every time. When here's the reality when we shut out the outer world and touch our inner world that through which we connect to higher consciousness, the that is the goal, just to simply know how to access pure consciousness, our true nature. And these peak moments cannot be sustained or the physical body would collapse, I'm being told right now. And so it would actually do physical harm to you and you could not function on a normal human level. But of course, it wouldn't be bad to have them every once in a while. However, yeah. I'm also being told that by hoping for that every time you meditate you will be missing out on the more subtle experiences that will lead you to have more of a walking awareness a waking ongoing connection with higher consciousness that comes about through what you would understand as normal ordinary day-to-day meditative experiences so please don't discount the power of sitting in the silence, sitting in the power. Even if it appears that nothing happens, I'm being told that attunement of your energetic body is happening and taking place at those times. Okay?
2: Okay. No, (laughs) She's
3: disappointed. I am being shown that they will happen again, but they're kind of like little keep you going, throw you breadcrumbs moments, you know? Um, so there,
2: there's not like a methodology that I'm missing or a formula. Oh, I'm, not I'm at all. To an, no, I'm going to another one where they're going to put EEG things on my head to see what my brain waves—what whether they're alpha or beta or theta or gamma. Yeah. Uh
3: huh. That's a fun not, thing to I, do. But just yeah. it's no, it's not normal to have those all the time. I can count on my hand the number of truly knock your socks off, wowza. STEs and that's what makes them so special. And then because we live in the relative world, we then tend to rate everything against those when as the guides just said, every moment that we spend in conscious connection with higher consciousness is of benefit, not just to us but to the to humanity as a whole. Okay? Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Feel nice better. to hear I from you. feel better soon. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm sure I will. All righty. Bye. That was Sandy, and we added Sandy to the drawing. Would you please bring in the next person, Jeff? And it looks like it's Joan.
6: Welcome to the show, Joan. Oh, thank you, Suzanne, and thank you for joining us, even though you're feeling under the weather. Oh. But, um... um I it you sound wonderful anyway, so um, <laughs> Baritone, no, so,
3: baritone's high, right? Bass. <laughs> How can I help you? Or so, my guys. Well I
6: have a question for Sanaya. I'm confused about what's real and what's not about our relationships with the people who've moved on to the other side. If the present life is just our story, does it hold us back to cling to a story of the relationship? Say that my husband was the love of my life or my soulmate mm-hmm. and what parts real and eternal and what part is just the story? And also, I was wondering about you. I know you'd mentioned that your um, daughter, you know, that your stepdaughter, that she doesn't always connect right. with you, and you know, as much. And is is that part of it? Because is that one of the reasons is that we're supposed to grow beyond the
3: story? Yes, exactly. As much as we don't want to hear that, and I was told at first it's one of the reasons why I was not connecting with my mom, because I need to just not be dependent on that story. We don't need to let it go. It's part of our soul. It's it's a love connection, and that story will always be part of our story. But we add to our story, so don't detract from it. But we need to know that change is part of life, part of the evolution of the soul, But let's go back and address what you were asking about what's real and what's not real. We talked at the beginning of the show about angels. And I had, who was it? Archangel Michael came to me in a meditation one time and gave me incredible evidence. Or the Navy commander here would never go public and say I talked to an archangel. But there was Mm -hmm. undeniable evidence that this information came from him. And I was asking what is real Actually. Okay. And the quote, I remember it because I've given it so often in presentations was anything that you can create in consciousness is real and it carries information, learning, etc. So we say, well, that can't be real. But consciousness is our fundamental essence, the ground of all reality. So whatever arises in consciousness is real. There's nothing that can't be real, but there are things that cannot exist, like a purple elephant. Now, that could be in a drawing, but a live purple mm-hmm. elephant, thats not that can't exist. But anything that been, can be created is real. So that's just a quickie definition of real versus unreal. So that's how we can have multiple realities, and we can even converse with mythological figures at a certain dimension. But as far as the story goes, hold on to the story of your loved ones because they continue their story, even without a physical body. That's why we were able to communicate with them. And that story arises just like ours arises moment by moment as it serves the greater good. Does that make sense?
6: Yeah, I guess so. So they're, so they're saying that the story that their story, whatever, whatever, part of the earthly story they had or have is the continues. Yes. Even though they may have moved on in in other ways.
3: Just like the little boy I brought through in the reading this morning, I the the connection was so clear. I knew I could absolutely trust if I asked him, what are you doing on the other side, that I would discern his answer correctly. So I asked him, and, and he showed me that it's true that, many children to go to what is called the summer land a spiritualist term beautiful surrounded by animals and beautiful fields and flowers but he showed me he was riding his bike like a bat out of hell he said and his mother just laughed with joy through her tears because she said he had just learned to ride a bike before he crossed so beautiful well wow. so his and he showed me that he was going to he showed me that he loved mathematics and science and he was going to go on to be a scientist and to help us with technology here. So he fully intends clearly to continue his story, but at the same time that doesn't hold the soul back because the soul grows from all experiences that the stories allow us.
6: Okay. That that's wonderful. Thank you so it much.
3: Is. Well, thank you for bringing your beautiful energy to the show. Oh, thank you. All righty. Well, stick around to the end. I now have about six, seven names here for the drawing. I'm not going to forget to do that. We have 10 more minutes to go. So, Jeff, bring in the next caller, please. And we have Kenny. I bet I know which Kenny this is.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's you. How are you doing, Kenny? I'm doing very well. My cats as well. (laughs) Oh,
3: wonderful. Oh, That's right. Your new
5: lovely friends. They are growing up, but they're wild. (laughs) (laughs)
3: My sister had this new cat, and it was climbing up the curtains. So, yeah,
5: I understand. (laughs) If I had curtains, mine would be too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, you have a question today?
5: I do. Um, I remember you saying... Or reading, probably that um when when you uh, meditate and hear your guides that you're hearing your own voice um, you you get the words in your own voice, and I tried a meditation recently where I just tried to imagine um, kind of what they might be saying and uh, and write that down, and i 'm mm-hmm. just wondering if that's sort of um along the lines of, of, you know, how you get started.
3: That's a beautiful way to start, Kenny. So I'm going to get to that in a second, but I do want to just go back to how we hear voices. Uh, Often the thoughts sound like my own thoughts, especially if in a reading I'm connecting with someone's loved one who I never knew. My own stepdaughter, Susan, comes through. It's her voice. My friend Brenda comes through. It's, absolutely her voice. When I talked to Albert Uh, Einstein, it came through with a German accent. Sanaya, often it's just feels like thoughts, but when they need me to know that's who's talking, I'll hear that same accent. When I've channeled Sanaya, you can watch the videos on YouTube or listen to the audios from my website. You hear they have a specific accent. My main guy, Boris, has a Russian accent. So, They will do that so that we can differentiate them. But as for writing down and imagining what they're saying, perfect way to open the door. Even though you may think you're imagining it, where did the thought to even try that come from? Probably from your guides. And imagination is the portal through which they can often begin to speak. So it's an excellent technique to ask a question and then holding that expanded state of awareness, begin writing as if you are the guides talking to you. So the the voice will be in third person. Kenny, you are advised to do such and such and, And again, you may think you're making it up and you may very well be imagining the first few lines, but because you've surrendered to whatever comes through and because you believe that this has the potential to be coming from your guides, those are two key elements. Add to that your intention and I guarantee you keep that practice up often enough, you will receive guidance that you will say, well, that didn't come from me or I never would have said that and the more you do it, the more you'll trust this is your guides, and you'll actually feel a difference in the energy.
5: Well, that's okay. great. That's a perfect answer. Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome, and I just encourage anybody who's listening who wants to learn to more work more with your guides, my latest HemiSync recording, which you can find out through HemiSync.org or through my website, is called Working With Your Guides. And if you're going to be in the Washington, D.C. area, I'm doing a working with your guides workshop with medium Suzanne Wilson. I don't have the dates off the top of my head. I should, I believe it's April. No, I may be wrong. I don't want to get July. Check my website under events and maybe you can join us there. Thank you, Kenny.
5: And I've already got your, your HemiSync CD. I just haven't used it yet. Oh my gosh. Buckle your (laughs) seatbelt, Kenny.
3: (laughs) thanks
5: a lot Suzanne
3: wonderful to talk with you thank you okay well I'm so thrilled so many people have called in today thank you all and thank you for your patience we still have several waiting I hope to get to all of you may or may not so Jeff would you please oh it says listening only okay so everybody's just listening we have no callers on the line but there is time for if somebody else wants to call in the numbers 816 816 2513555 no worries here because i do have somebody two people that send in a question in advance here's one can anybody we've known who has crossed the veil see us and be with us anytime they want while i understand that to many who have lost a loved one it can be of great comfort the thought of being watched makes me uncomfortable I so understand that. And in fact, there's a medium who wrote a book, something like, do they watch us in the shower? And everybody goes, oh. The answer to the first part of that is, yes, they can see us and be with us anytime they want. The second part of that is, they absolutely respect our privacy. So I hope that, oh, I can hear a whole bunch of people sighing with relief right now. But I will tell you that they absolutely hear your thoughts and they know how you felt about them that you might not have said before so this opens up a whole other area doesn't it and the fact is when you cross the veil there are no lies anymore because there's telepathic communication soul to soul Your thoughts, you are an open book on the other side. So as a medium, I can tell you now, live that way now. What if we were all open books now and we knew we had to be honest with each other? It would be a whole different way of living. And it's a beautiful way of living when you do your best not to hurt anybody, but just be honest. So our loved ones hear our thoughts, send them love. They know what you're up to. They know what you're going through. And they send us love, certainly. So, again, they respect our privacy. And don't worry about them visiting you when you're doing personal things. All righty. I have a caller on the line. I know who this is. (laughs) Lynette is, I told her, if I say I don't have any callers, you better call in with a question. So let's bring (laughs) Lynette in. Lynette, I'm not going to put you in the running for a drawing, though.
4: No, I already had that wonderful course anyway.
3: <laughs> okay. we have, oh, we just have a few minutes. So we'll, please ask your question and then we'll do the, help me remember to do the drawing before we run out of time. <laughs>
4: okay. Um, my question relates to something that someone asked earlier. And I've, I've always run this through my own mind. I think I have it worked out. But if we create our own realities, whatever that may be, like I can create a happier life for myself by thinking happier thoughts to simplify it then then what is the ultimate reality so i mean if i cross over if i transition and i have created the reality that that is um that the lutherans gave me when i was a little girl that you know we're going to be standing at judgment day and there's a hell and there's a not hell and you know depending on how bad you were, you get to go one place or the other that's what i've created with my mind because i don't actually believe that right so where's the ultimate reality lie is it that is it love i mean is that it
3: you know it is, you know it is, and that's
4: what we're—that's where we're all headed.
3: We're headed home, and hang on a second. So there is a. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my helper just put in my hand. I'm sorry, Lynette. We'll get to your question, but that your work—working uh, with your guides workshop is July 13th and 14th in Washington D.C. Uh, Ty interrupted you. We can blame him, Lynette. So let's get back to. <laughs> uh, let's get back. The ultimate reality is absolutely love. We are the light. And that's why we're also desperate to find love, because we want to go home. And that's why you if you want to create heaven on earth, we just be the love that we seek. And the, the what you were taught as a child through that doctrine, your heart knew that wasn't right. And so when you crossed over, you would not create that on the other side. You would be faced with the love that you are. You couldn't deny it. So reality okay. will hit you in the face when you cross the veil, and you can create nice <laughs> relationships with others. But there's no denying that, that love is our ultimate reality. It's our essence. Okay.
4: So, so the ocean, the whole, you know, the whole of, of this, of this, you know, magnificence is is actually love. And that is not um, something that changes. Absolutely. Unchangeable,
3: unwavering, yeah. indivisible love is our essence. And we know this by connecting with it regularly. So thank you for the Perfect. opportunity to share Perfect. that. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. And I have every other caller. I'm not letting Lynette do the drawing because she's my assistant. (laughs) She has access. And I have that wonderful course. And you have the course. (laughs) So real quickly, thank you for calling. I'm drawing a number. My eyes are closed. I promise you the spirits would kick me if they knew I was cheating. We would never do that. The winner is. Joan. So Joan, reach me through my website, reach out through the contact me and I will send you a coupon code for the course of your choice. I have three of them online. Everybody else, thank you for joining us today. I think we're out of time. I don't hear the music yet. I should. There we go. I will see you next week with Dr. Love on Valentine's Day. Thanks for joining me, everybody.
5: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters Podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg